Are you developing IoT solutions? Get ready for tomorrow with Farnell, supporting your design journey from connecting smart sensors to the cloud to implementing AI. Find everything you need at Farnell.com. Enjoy this episode with Farnell, a global distributor of electronic products and solutions. Welcome to the Future Print Podcast, celebrating print technology and the people behind it. Welcome to you all, and thank you very much for joining us on this Future Print podcast. This week, I have uh, someone actually that I've kind of admired from from afar. I know it sounds a bit weird, but because you, 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 this company are a lot straightforward in the inkjet world, they're unique and quite innovative, and, and do some very different things. And I'm very pleased to have with me Guy Newcomb of Archipelago Technology. Guy, great. Let's. Great to be here, Fraser, and thanks for inviting me uh, back onto your show, uh, which I uh, follow. You've got great people who come in, and uh, I'm delighted to be part of it uh, this oh, week. Thank you, Guy, for joining us. Um, yeah, I'm interested because we were chatting about the different markets that you're in, and also actually a little bit broader than that. There's kind of mega trends that you see impacting on your business, but other people's business globally. Um, so I want to pick up on that, but let's let's start with anyone who doesn't know your business or doesn't know Guy Newcomb. Who are you, and what is your business about? Uh, well, I've been involved in inkjet uh, for well over thirty years. Uh, so when I was uh, when I was twenty one, uh, I got a summer job uh, at Domino, uh, and I was uh, very fortunate in that I worked um, shoulder to shoulder with Graham Minto at mm-hmm. Domino. And I saw uh, how he ran that business and how he encouraged people to create uh, and make uh, and make these wonderful machines. Uh, mm. I didn't know at the time that my life was going to be uh, following Graham's, uh, but it was a great introduction. Uh, and from there, I went to TTP, uh, where there are different characters, uh, but Gerald Amberson was the uh, founder CEO of TTP. And the, but I worked again very closely with him and saw how he encouraged his team to deliver and invent and and make sure that they handled the invention, but also the customers. Hmm. Um, and along the way, uh, I developed a passion for, for inkjet. Yep. Uh, Cambridge is a big centre for inkjet. It's not the Certainly only centre, but it's a big centre. There's at least 10 really important companies here. Uh, and so I became part of that phenomenon, the Cambridge inkjet, the worldwide <clears throat> inkjet phenomenon, and I became really drawn into it. Uh, mm-hmm. We started Archipelago, uh, 10 years ago, and our our driver, our mission, was to create the next big thing in inkjet. We didn't mm. know what it was going to be. Um, so we went out and we talked to lots of people and we listened. Uh, and what we heard is very interesting and slightly surprising because at the time, a lot of people were pushing inkjet to go smaller and smaller. Uh, but we went and talked and listened, and we found that there were some very important customers who wanted to go bigger. Mm. Um, so instead of making the drops... 10 times smaller, they wanted to make them 10 times bigger. And uh, and then we looked at what you could do. And there were people who were very interested in using inkjet to jet adhesive, to jet glue. Uh, and then there were a lot of people who said, look, we've got a real problem. Everything we make, we paint. Uh, but when we paint it, we're wasting half the paint. It's mm. really a big problem. Can you help us solve it? Uh, so we sat down. We sat down around a table and we started working things out. We started trying things out, working things out. And we said, well, how are you going to make this work? And, um, and that, led us to, uh, that led us to PowerDrop. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, uh, so. That is, you, you see that as an invention, a, a creative invention, do you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We sat down um, and we had some. Uh, we had. We knew all about everyone else's uh, print heads from mm-hmm. um, from going to the conferences and listening to what people were saying. Uh, and so we said, well, you know, fundamentally, why can't you push uh, glue through a conventional head? Yeah. Uh, and we thought, well, the nozzle, the nozzles are a bit small, the energy is a bit small, uh, and of course, glue is um, glue sticky. is not just sticky; it's a bit bungy. <laughs> yeah, and and as you said, uh, you know, industrial coatings market. Um, I know that you dabble in printing on paper for different purposes. You also are in the kind of agro chemicals market. So quite unique in the inkjet space, really. Uh, yeah, and that was the interesting thing, uh, that we started off just talking to people and listening and mapping out what people wanted. And then we discovered that actually it was quite a common problem, that people had these liquids. They might have spent 10 years, 20 years making these liquids, um, but they wanted to put them down in a very controlled way. Yeah. Uh, and um, and so, um, and that could be paint, or it could be glue, or it could be uh, fertilizer, yeah. um, or it could be weed killer. Now, people don't like weed killer, um, but if you've got a technology that means they're using a tenth or a hundredth the amount of weed killer, uh, that's going that, that's got to be good. Uh, yeah, because better, people, isn't use, it? people are going to use that weed killer. Yeah, effectively, um, rather than kind yeah, of more effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I get that. That makes sense. So, as a business. Um, are you, you, do you do you feel you have a perfect customer or are you always interested in that sort of project that's different? How does it fit? Oh, uh, yeah, we have we have we have a number of perfect customers. Do you have a number of um, perfect customers? Sadly, um, <laughs> I can't talk about, no. but I can tell you the areas that they work in. So um, so the three areas that we focus in are industrial coating, uh, coating paper packaging. I'll say a bit more about that in a minute. Yeah. And agriculture. Now, what's what's interesting about those three is that they're all quite big. They're all important. They've all got very big players. Uh, you can imagine the players in some of those. Uh, but the problem is, is nearly always the same. I've got this chemical, and I want to put it down at about 20 grams a square meter. And that the funny thing is uh, that the basic core power drop technology uh, can take all of these different liquids and inject them. And again, the funny thing is that whether you're coating a piece of furniture or a paper carton or a field, uh, the magic number 20 grams per square meter keeps popping up, uh, that, that, uh, that that is the coating weight uh, that people want to put down. So, so we've got a machine that allows you to take these difficult, different materials and lay it down in a controlled, really low waste way. And... Um, and get you a coating thickness of 20 grams per square meter. Mm, mm, that's interesting. Um, I'm always intrigued when you talk about the, the sort of fertilizer and weed killer market, because that's just ne- that never comes up in conversation around the inkjet world. How did you end up looking at that as a marketplace? Well, that, that was really interesting. That One of our founders um, uh, is part of a bicycle club, all right. Um, he went cycling uh, with a gentleman who was head of spraying. Uh, <laughs> uh, he recently retired, but he was head of spraying for one of the big four uh, agrochemical companies. Uh, and they were quite literally looking over a fence. Uh, it was spray season. Uh, and the sprayer was in the field. 
they t- started talking about spraying. And the guy, the guy said, it's a funny thing. I've spent my life in this, in this, in this technical field. Yeah. You know, it's, it remains an unsolved problem. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the archipelago founder, um, they got engaged, they got engaged, they got talking, uh, and he phoned me <laughs> up and said, you should talk to this guy. And he came in and, um, and he said, hmm, you've got something quite special here. And then he put me in contact with the people who'd, uh, who'd taken over from him. And it all went from there. And we, we spoke to them. Uh, we spoke to the Cambridge uh, NIAB Institute, the Agricultural Institute. Uh, we joined uh, Cambridge Agritech E, uh, which is a club, which is actually a worldwide club for people who are interested in agriculture. And we discovered that, yeah, it's an unsolved problem. Yeah. And it's a big problem, but but the numbers is um, it's a big area. You, you're, you know, it's a big opportunity. Um, there's something like a million farms in yeah. in Europe, um, about the same number in the US. Um, and agriculture today, um, you know, you can't turn on the radio uh, yeah, without is. hearing yeah. about the price of chemicals and the importance of bringing agriculture back into the UK and growing it in the UK, yep. but doing it sustainably and economically. So it's um, it's it's very live and um, we're seeing huge, huge interest in it. So, so when you come to look at something like that project, where do you go for the technology? Is it is it all your own technology? Is it with partner companies? How does it work? Uh, well, we talk to we talk to everybody. Um, so we go and we we we're working closely, as I say, with the with the agriculture institutes in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk to the uh, the big chemical companies. We talk to the spray companies. Uh, we talk to the farmers. Um, and, what about, uh, in, in what about guys? Sorry, what about the actual technology? Do you make all the technology yourself? Oh yes, yeah, sorry. The, uh, the the power drop technology. Mm. We design it. Uh, we have it made, but we, all the designs are designed here at Archipelago. Yep. We have them made locally, so everything is made within about 10 miles radius of here. Then we assemble it here, we test it here, and we uh, we ship it from here. So it's a um, – we, we design and build machines. And, and does that mean that really your skills at the heart of the business are as designers of bespoke technology? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we have two skills. Uh, I think we're we're good at we're good at going out, talking, and listening to people, uh, and then we can invent uh, to meet those needs, uh, and then we can um, and then we can scale. And so, um, and and again, this is a skill uh, not not unique to Cambridge, but it's certainly a skill that the Cambridge Inkjet companies have uh, is that is that once they find uh, these um, large niches uh, they can scale and grow them and you mentioned earlier that one of the sectors is the industrial coatings part and and what typically are you thinking there are you talking automotive are you talking about uh housing what, what you know what, what where where are you coating what are you coating well there are about there are about five or six big areas for for for, for coating uh but the one the ones where we're majoring on at the moment are, are people who make floors and kitchens? Right. Um, okay. This is a uh, this this is a home you know home environment. Quite yeah, home environment. Mm. But equally well, uh, this this is an environment. This is these are industries that that are very open to innovation uh, and they're very open. They know the world of inkjet. So 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 when we talk to them and we say uh, we're like inkjet, 
uh, but bigger, um, that they know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it's the opportunity there. Is exactly, you said it's quite design focused, isn't it? They, they, yeah. they, as you mentioned, they're kind of creatively thinking because they have customers who are trying to do something different. Yeah. So yeah, but, I, I get um, that. But also, these companies are very. The, they recognise that, that making something environmental yeah. and making something economic, that actually there's no conflict, yeah. but, that um, eliminating waste makes something more environmental but also makes it cheaper. Yeah. Um, and so these things, these two things go hand in hand. Yeah, the, and, the, um, the sustainability story is also is not just about sort of saving the planet. It's also an economic story, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Now, when we were talking earlier, you, you were... You were quite keen to to mention your thinking around the kind of the mega trends that are occurring, because I think actually it's it's quite interesting hearing your view of it as a, as a sort of innovator, but also as someone who's in the technology world. And you were saying there's definitely a shift. There feel there feels like a shift between the sort of east and the west. Explain a bit more to to the audience. Sure. The the um, particularly if you look at if you look at European industry over the last. 10, 20, 30 years, uh, you, you, you see the phenomenon where things are designed in the, in the west of Europe, but often made in, in Eastern Europe. Uh, now, because um, bec- then if you, if you add to that the legislation in the west and the east, but typically um, manufacturer in the Western Europe uh, is quite legislation heavy, and manufacture in the east is quite legislation light. And, and a really good example is carbon taxes. There are 100 euros a tonne in Sweden and 7 euro cents a tonne in Poland. Now, what you're seeing is that because of the events in the Ukraine, the big concerns are shifting their factories from Poland to the west, uh, typically to uh, Sweden or to uh, countries to, in Western Europe. And so along with that shift, uh, they're having to clean them up, and they're having to clean them up uh, pretty quickly. A, a, a single line uh, might, uh, might generate 6,000 tonnes uh, of CO2 a year. That's just one line. Uh, so if you move that line to, to Sweden, um, that's going to cost you 600,000 euros just in taxes alone. If you're wasting a million pounds of paint, uh, sorry about confusing the units, but you're, you're, you're losing about... 2 million pounds, 2 million euros in both wasted paint and uh, and taxes a year. And that means you've got to really clean your act up. And so there are three three big shifts, and we, we read about them many times a day, so, uh, so, uh, so they're really important. Mm. You've got the activity, you've got what's going on in Ukraine, yeah. you've got the, the rise of energy prices, mm-hmm. uh, and you've got this extraordinary weather um, which is making us all really aware um, about about CO two levels and the need yeah. to lower them, uh, and so this this drive and all of these things are pushing in the same direction. And I think that's really interesting, and they're and they're urgent. That's the thing. Yeah. They're they're really now. Um, they're all about let's eliminate waste, and 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 the great thing that what we're doing is is it's it's really quite straightforward that we're, we're replacing. We're replacing a process that wastes half of the material uh, with one that's that's wasting less than three percent. So we're reducing the waste from fifty percent to three percent, and that's the machine pays for itself in less than a year, um, and um, and it wins on all three counts. That so you yeah. can move your factory 
uh, to Sweden. Uh, you're using much less gas, uh, and you're emitting and you're putting out less CO2. And um, and we see this in 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 all of the three all the three markets that we're really active in. They're all pushing in that direction. Mm, mm. And that's that's for lots of reasons, as you said, the you know commercial reasons as well as sustainability reasons. Aren't they? It makes a lot of sense what you're saying. Um, do, do you sense that these? That, I mean, these these offer great opportunities, don't they? Really, as well as you know challenges, and that's. Uh, often mega trends are like this aren't they They, mega trends when you kind of observe them you can either be pulled by them well you can you know you can kind of get in front of them or you can observe them and do you sense that as a business you you've always been kind of at the front forefront of thinking well we like we like to we like to i guess we like to listen um we like to question i mean we don't we don't uh there's been certain certain trends that we were a little uh little dubious about in the past um but certainly the three things i've mentioned um are are really major they're major drivers um that the in the that we we need to lower we need to reduce waste we need to lower CO two output, and we need our supply chains to be to be reliable. And yeah. and you turn on the radio, and, and you hear this, um, you you hear this nonstop on current affairs. Yeah, program. I mean, I mean, you wouldn't doubt what you've just said at all. It's just what, the question is whether whether companies in the supply chain are are there yet or whether they sort of bury themselves deep into what they're doing no i don't think so i mean we we talk to uh i mean i talk uh, to to many people every day I, I talk to people who are very very influential in coatings companies mm. i talk to people who are very influential in furniture companies packaging companies yeah and they get this totally don't they they, they, they everyone everyone gets it um yeah. nobody says uh you know no one says Call me this time next year. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very interested. It's very yeah. It's just because I, I say that because um, some of the industries that particularly inkjet is is often an opportunity for are quite traditional in their approach to what they do, and it's you know there's a lot of resistance to new technology because it disrupts things. You sense that. Um, well, certainly there's a there's an evangelistic group. There's a group who are kind of yeah get it and want to yeah. to move ahead. Yeah, do you sense the the packaging markets like that? I know that you 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 are you yeah. Know, packaging you're... is a uh, packaging is a really interesting area. Um, mm. That 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 in the world of packaging and particularly in food packaging, yeah, uh, you have you have a whole range of companies and and. Um, uh, and I won't I won't name any in particular, but <laughs> but um, but really, every food packaging company I've spoken to has has been both extremely good at what they do and very forward looking, and 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 certainly the, all the companies I've, I've been fortunate to work with and meet that they really know their business, uh, but they know they know the need to continually improve um, for all kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. But they have also been very clever, uh, although that they, you know, they have to serve the supermarkets and the brands and the customers, all of whom they serve very well, uh, they remain very profitable. They, they, um, 
they they do what they say they do. They make the make the food or the drink. Uh, they keep it good. They they reduce waste. Uh, they they um, the guy the Reuben Rousing famously said, "A package must save more than it costs." And that, mm. and I think this is a really good slogan that they all they all follow. Um, but they 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 are very successful, very effective businesses. But they're very open. They're very open to change, and um, it's good to hear. Yeah, that is good to hear. Are you um, out there, kind of looking at new markets? Are you kind of uh, thinking there might be something else around the corner? Oh, well, the three the three markets we've identified are, are pretty big. Mm. Um, I mean, we we think um, we you think mentioned the paper market. We think for Archipelago alone, um, that 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 market. The, the paper market yeah. is is a is a is a hundred million, which by mm. inkjet standards is uh, is, is pretty big. Yeah. Um, so explain, looking, guy. Explain a little bit more when you say paper market. Explain okay, to, yeah, to the audience so the, what, um, what that means. The, the, if you look at the world of of packaging, the world of food packaging, mm. it, it it is a very big market, and you just have to think how you know if you open your fridge and just look at how many packages that are in there and how many yeah. food packages you buy. You buy every day. Uh, you may mm. buy ten or twenty packages a day. So, so the the market is is uh, thousands thousands of billions of containers, mm. uh, and um, and it's and it's and there are four fundamental materials in food packaging, which mm. are glass, plastic, metal, and paper. Yeah, uh, and there is a move. There is a definite move from plastic to paper. Yeah, and. Um, and so, if you if you move that dial by ten percent, uh, you're talking about creating a hundred billion dollar opportunity in paper mm. food packaging. Mm. Now, there's a big requirement there that that plastic is waterproof, uh, and you put milk, in, milk put milk into a paper carton, it's going to fall apart. So you need you need a coating need, of some sort. You need to coat you? the paper, mm. and that, that's where that's where we come in. And uh, and these containers uh, they can't be flat because uh, they wouldn't contain anything if they were flat. So they're they're three D. We're talking about three D paper containers, mm. and uh, and we've got an offering there uh, which is quite special and, yeah. and very timely. Yeah, interesting. Well, I hope we get a chance to see that at some point, and and hopefully you'll talk a little bit more about these three areas when you speak at the. Cambridge Summit that we're running at the Muller Centre in, in November. That would be interesting. And obviously we'll have a chance to, to see a few, maybe some yeah. images and some um, some yeah, actual kind of example of, of how you've done this and what you've done. Um, I completely agree with what you said. It's interesting. It's just what's unique about Archipelago is that you, you haven't kind of locked into just one subject like, you know, the packaging market alone. And you've you've really been open to the technology fitting the problem as yeah. you said it's about the customers and about them driving you so I, I'm, I'm interested in that that mention that you you've, you've you've alluded to the fact that customers are crucial and listening to your customers talking to people you mentioned it a couple of times I've talked to people this week uh, for you is that part of the the, the, the the map, the roadmap towards discovery, in effect. 
Yeah, I think I think we. I mean, when we started, we went out. I mean, we were fortunate in that we knew we knew world class people at world class companies, and mm. we we went out and we um, and at those, in those times you could fly uh, quite easily and see people. Uh, so we flew to Europe and the US, and we sat down and we listened, yep. and uh, and we listened and we understood and. Um, and people were very open and very helpful to us, and they explained, uh, you know, thanks for coming, Guy, uh, and this is what we'd really like you to do. Mm. And um, and it was, and actually, really, everybody was. I mean, some customers were particularly helpful, but yeah. everybody was was very helpful, and we listened, and we thought, and um, and we and we and we built it up. You know, yeah. it was. It do wasn't you, that we did this overnight. I was going to say, is that process that, that you know, there's conversations you come back to the office, you sit with the technical guys and kind of try and create something that solves the problem? Yeah, yeah. We 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 started off we started off asking the question, how do you how do you jet glue? Yeah. And then we uh, we had we were just in one room, so it was like you know New York. It was quite in intense. 19, yeah. It was like you know New York in the 1900s. We were all tucked in. We were around, yeah, yeah, yeah. around a table, um, and so we said, "Well, why, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do it like this?" Mm. And um, and we made a little demonstrator, and um, uh, and that jetted single drops of very thick material. Uh, and then from there we thought, well, what would happen if we took these nozzles and we put them around a drum? Yeah, uh, that would enable us to do it continuously. Then clever. we made a drum. Uh, I should say we got we've, we've had a lot of help from Innovate UK. Yeah, uh, they have been supporting us really throughout our time, and uh, we've had really help, great help with both projects, but also with their monitoring officers. Mm-hmm. So we're we're really grateful to to their infrastructure yeah. and. Um, and they continue to support us. Um, yeah, I was going to say, is that in terms of the funding and the organisation, you know, you, you can't always rely on sort of the next bit of business. How do you fund as an organisation to innovate? Uh, well, we started off uh, We started off with the founders putting in some money. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we, we got some quite general consultancy work in the early days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got support from Innovate UK quite early on. We got mm-hmm. the customer for power drop yeah quite early on yeah uh, so it's been a mix of um a small amount of founder investment quite significant funding from innovate uk about a yep. million pounds altogether um we've had about three million pounds of customer funding in different ways uh and then we spend the money we we are always very careful on how we spend the money Sure, sure, sure. Listen, Guy, it's been really interesting talking to you. We've come kind of to the end of the 30 minutes or so. Um, as I said, you'll be speaking at the Cambridge Summit, which we look forward to seeing you there. And um, if anyone's interested in in talking to you, they can always find you either on LinkedIn or by contacting directly at Archipelago. Um, thank you very much for your time. Always interesting. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Great. Well, thank you, Fraser. It's been good. Thank you very much. This episode was brought to you by Farnell, your global distributor of electronic components, products and solutions. Visit farnell.com. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe now for more great audio content coming up. And visit futureprint.tech for the latest news, partner interviews, in-depth industry research, and to catch up on content from Futureprint events. We'll see you next time on the Future Print Podcast.